Amen. Several years ago, several years ago, I heard this song that was just sung, but I didn't know the lyrics, I didn't know anything. The very first time I heard, I wept. I didn't know what they were saying, but I was weeping. So every night, I would try to sing the song and be weeping. Until one day I saw the words. There's a spirit of songs. And you have the words. The spirit of the song communes with the spirit of a man for impact. The same thing happened to me over one Igbo song. <laughs> I could just hum it. I will hum and be weeping. Until December 1989. Oh, sorry. Did I say December? Oh. December December 1989 I traveled with my pastor to the east I was going there for Christmas and then I hummed the thing to me I said I don't know this song I want to know the words and friends when he gave me the words and we kept all singing that song we drove for about 200 uh, kilometers and we didn't know when we got there. The car became a convocation of spirits. And that is how this song also is to me. If you say you have given him all of your heart, I don't know the one you have to hate people. If you say you have given all your soul, I don't know the soul you are carrying about. Disturbing mankind. Amen. I told our men and women in the meeting we had on, was it Wednesday? No, Thursday. I told them I'm a very conservative person when it comes to spiritual things. Very, very conservative. Very conservative. The reason is that God does not change, so I don't change. As early as 1990, he told me, he said, I cannot be modernized. And I wrote it down. God cannot be modernized, so I can't practice a modern Christianity. You can say anything you want to say, but he is the final authority. God is what? The final authority. I don't care how you look at me. I don't care what you say about me when I'm talking about the truth. 
We had a very sad encounter from my sister-in-law in, uh, in the U.S. when she made a statement. Now, to get ministers of the gospel who pursue holiness in the true sense of it, you will travel far. One day, pastor was um, about to travel to the U.S. and I told him, please be careful the people you relate with. Very conservative. Why? This salvation that the Lord purchased for me is very costly, very expensive. I can't trade with it. I can't trade that one for anything. So during my consecration as bishop, I told the archbishop, please, don't let anybody lay hands on me. If you do, I will get up and go away. And I meant it. I would have left them there. When we were going to ordain him, I knew what I had to do. I invited one man of God that I believe in. The, where is that? The cedar. Cedar is here. The now, now head of um, Assemblies of God in, in, in Ghana. Reverend Wingham was the one I was invited to stand with me to ordain him. Why? Impartation can be positive, equally negative, using these same hands. What a man carries is what he conveys. So please, when we are talking about this issue of surrenderedness, dying unto him and unto yourself, you should understand that it's not because we can't talk about prosperity. But true prosperity is not what people go for. It is what he gives. And if you are where he is, the prosperity around him begins to rub on you. In the night I was reading on prayer, and I saw something. So through prayer, we are able to assess the mercies of God, which is what we need. And through prayer, we are able to assess everything that we desire to have. Spend your time in the presence of God instead of walking about looking for who will give you some largesse. Is that how you call it? Or largesse? Which one? Uh -huh. Stop! No human being can take the place of God in your life because you'll be disappointed. You'll be embarrassed. You'll weep at night because somebody failed you. This God if you live for him alone, he will live for you. You are here. Okay. I have some few minutes, so you will stay here with me. Hmm? Hmm. You stay. Let me enjoy your fellowship here too. Glory to God. Amen. Now, now today it just happened that we are we are coming in with two teachings 
and I think a day is coming very soon when we shall have five teachings in, on a Sunday morning. Five of such. Why? That's all we need. That is what? The word of God you have loaded in you compels you to have fellowship with God and with the Holy Ghost at all times. And your prayer becomes a worthy one. Very powerful. Result oriented. Amen. Well, let me just say casually, I, I saw the way the men are dressed today and I was so fascinated, but I became nostalgic. Saw them in their suits like that. In those early days of Dominion Chapel International, it was the order. Men come in dressed in suit or at least with a tie. You don't have jacket, you must be. In Lucifer, we are going back to that one. I'm not the one that told them to dress like that. I don't want to know who told them. But it gave me a sign because I have seen this year as another year altogether different from the ones that we have seen. I will only talk against your dressing, ladies, when you refuse to heed to the Holy Ghost. Did you hear what I said? I will only talk about your dressing when you refuse to heed to the Holy Ghost. When Holy Ghost cannot move you, human ghost will move you. And I shall be the one to move you. His own is tender, our own is with thorns. May you not become a victim of the thorns. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I just want to share simply with you, very briefly, put off and put on. Amen. Put off and do what? And put on. Please have your seat. You want to sit down? Maybe you have to write. So, thank you very much. You have stopped clapping for them when they come to minister. <laughs> Hallelujah. You won't join choir. It is when you want to give testimony, you want to sing. The day I catch you doing that kind of thing, you will know what I will do to you. Praise God. Are you there? You are wonderful. Very wonderful. You are, you are looking so wonderful. Hallelujah. If anybody tells you that you are ugly, sinihu, what is the English for that? You are a blind man. Blind woman. Glory to God. Alright, so let's, let's have um, Colossians chapter 3. Let's just read from verse 1 very fast, all of us together. Colossians 1, give me the NLT. Colossians chapter 3. And I'll be doing some fast talking. Okay. Amen. All right. So, shall we read together? We are reading all the way to 10. Um, 10, maybe. It's 10. Everybody, let's go.
What's going on? NLT. Are you having two translations there? Is that? Okay. Yeah, yes, go ahead. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. Yeah, go ahead. Mm. Yes. Yeah. The pastor talk about these things. I'm not going there. I just want a flow. Yes, go ahead. Where are they lurking? Within who? They are not outside. And remember, your increase should be from within before you spread out. Right, go on. Did you see that one? Don't be what? A greedy person is what? Yes. A greedy person worships the things of this world. They are more important to him than God. So he kills people to get. He pulls people down to get it. He frames people up to get it. Greedy. Everybody in the world should die and leave him alone to enjoy the fullness of the world. A greedy person. I would rather want you to be greedy in the things of the spirit. Bishop Abiyo made a statement and he kept on saying that over and over again. He said, if we decree something or declare something and he is sitting by you and you don't say amen, he will take your own for himself. You say amen, amen. That is from him and then from you. And he says, in the things of the spirit, be greedy. Be what? You are always excited when you have the room to show off. Even when you dress. You are dressing for people to commend you. You are a waster. And a disappointment to God. You are wearing something that human beings can never take from you. That's the glory of God. What you wear physically becomes good on you because of the glory of God that is upon you. I've told you before, anytime you are angry, locate the nearest mirror and look at your face if you will not be angry with yourself because you look so ugly. Very ugly. If your husband should see you, he may even change his mind concerning you. 
your wife may look at you in that anger and see the devil and want to run for cover but the glory of God upon you makes anything that you put on your body wonderful anything there is no ugliness under the banner of his glory there isn't any everything about you is so consumed by the realms of the spirit that men don't see anything but that glory and it's not sold it's for free and we don't like it because we don't spend money to get it we want to spend money to get things a kind of say and also was told me what and of ever even it was to who is cardia oh by the time i build on her pier now a different person mm. i was returning to ghana some years ago from uh, from nigeria i had gone there the same year i came home and uh, when i was going the kind of shoe i was wearing it wasn't just i swear god it was that my ribs are paining me the one that makes you bold again. So when I got to Lome, I got down there. I went to a shop and I bought a new shoe. And I removed the old one and gave it to them. And I walked out with my new shoe. Nobody likes evil things. So when you are greedy, be greedy after God. Be greedy what? After God. Seek to know him more. Seek to stay with him more. Seek to embrace him more. Let the Holy Ghost be your partner in everything that you are doing. Are you the only person a Christian? Yes, I'm the only person. I don't know about anybody else. I know myself. Every time he will tell you, don't look to the left nor to the right. Your life is not meant for men to comment on. Your life is meant for God to comment on and then influence men. Affect them positively. You don't need anybody's vote. You have already been voted for. <laughs> By God. Are you there? Let's read. Because of these things, the anger of God is coming. Yes. You used to do things at these things when your life was still part of this world. You used to. So it must not be seen in your life now. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious uh, behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. So just like pastor said nobody is going to put off for you and no one is going to put on for you it is your responsibility you are created a new person on the inside now let this thing in you begin to radiate on the outside put it on but let it be a permanent thing that you are carrying because your nature has changed put on 
put on a new man. Put off the old man and put on the new man. Assume that position, that nature of a new person whose definitions are confined in the word of God. Your definition is not for men to say. Your definition is sealed in God. I gave an assignment. I said you should go and read Ephesians 4. How many of you heard that one? Was it not announced here? That you should go and read Ephesians 4? You know why you're not raising your hand? Because you have not tried to read it. In fact, you don't even, you even go to the threshold of that chapter. It didn't mean anything to you. May your life be a life that yearns after the Lord at all times. He said, my soul pants after the Lord. As the, like the deer panting after the brooks of water. I'm told that there is a scent on the, the body of the deer that attracts predators. So anytime any animal was running after, after the deer, the deer would be looking for water was. And as soon as he located one, he would just dive into it and the scent will go. So they will know and will not be able to trace him. Pant after God with all of your might. Pant after him. Pant. I scarcely go to ease myself without carrying something to read. And my wife knows that when I enter like that with a book, and especially with a notepad, then she has to locate another place to go to do what she may want to do. God could be there for an hour or more. The issue is that in that room, nobody passes and nobody, it's me alone with him and we are having a chat. We are doing what? Having a chat. When I finish bathing, I sit in the bath for a long time, praying the spirit and listening to the Holy Ghost as he speaks. Pray, oh. pray. We didn't arrive where we are by chance. Pray, pray and pray. Pray until your 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 ribs here begin to talk to you. Pray. Don't cease. Just keep on praying. I had a chat with the pastor this morning. So I read about a man. They said, "What's the first thing? Three secrets of your life." He said, "Prayer." Prayer, prayer. Everything, prayer. So the author of the book said, so pray and pray and pray and pray until you have prayed. So keep on praying. In prayer, you ascend to the presence of God in a deeper dimension. 
you have a lot of time to look at comics. I watch telly. I, I, I like films. But don't go and do what I do. Because every film I watch, the lessons must be drawn. I interpret things with the word of God. When I'm bored, I watch films. So the first I heard one of my bishops saying the same, I was so excited. I said, then I'm not alone. Bishop Dyer said he watches films a lot. When he's done, he sits down to reflect on the things there and make his notes. Different people have different ways of communing with God. All within the confines of the word of God. How is your prayer life like? How? When you say, Father, thank you, you are praying. When you say, Hallelujah, you are praying. When the Holy Ghost drops something in your spirit and you shout, it's a prayer. So he said, pray without what? Season. And Paul said, pray all manner of what? all manner if you don't pray all manner you will stop praying because you'll be tired there are kinds of prayers that don't take energy from you they only excite you you enjoy those ones when you have given yourself completely to him this issue of surrenderedness that we are talking about is something that you must not take lightly you will not amount to anything spiritually if God cannot have you. I've told you here before, but when um, my wife and pastor them were in the choir some time ago somewhere, and one Sunday like this, they came with a very powerful song. It was so powerful. Everybody clapped for them. I was the only one who didn't clap for them. Because there was a problem that I saw. I saw that what they were saying that God should do uh, had a condition. A condi what? They say God should carry them. I've tried. They should tell me the words. They have forgotten to. God should carry them. When I, I sat down there, I was laughing to myself. So when I got up I, to preach, <laughs> I laughed. And they were wondering what was coming again. I said, I don't understand what the crowd was saying. God should carry you. Would this your weight? With this, your weight, God does not carry excess luggage. You want God to carry you, then be light. Be what? Light. And they said, I spoiled your day. I'm trying to help you. I spoil your day. I don't want to spoil your day. God carry me, yes, be carryable. Is it a good English? For our place here. Yeah? Ah, thank you. Make yourself carryable that God can carry you. Don't hold on to things that you don't need. You are holding on. God wants to take you and some things are pulling you down because you love some things much more than a God who is carrying you. So I had to use that one to preach that day. They were not happy, but I was happy. I'm still happy. Many years ago, I think it was 93 or so, uh, they were angry, but I was happy. I was happy. I was happy. But I'm still very happy. 
that I did that thing. Why? Every situation in life speaks to us. Every situation calls for utterance of prayer. If you are surrendered to God, you have no business crying when people are crying. So when men are cast down, then you shall do what? You will say what? It's a lifting up. Why? You live in different realms. Different what? Realms. So put on the new man. This new man is fashioned after God. And it is polished with the word of God that is inside you. The more of God's word you take in, the more gloriously this new man begins to show forth. When he is there, you enjoy absolute peace in the midst of tumult. Absolute peace. You are encouraged even when everyone has rejected you. Because you belong to a different world. And your case is always different. They may not understand, but you remain where you are because that is where the goodies are. The good things are in the presence of God. You want to rest? You feel fatigued? You want to rest? Fast. What did I say? If you want to rest and, and shed all this weight you are carrying, do a water fast. By the time you are done for three days, you will have some kind of peace you have never seen before. Because you are in his presence. Over there, the angels are coming around to take some of the things you are carrying. They say, don't carry, you say, don't carry. Okay, they come and pick it away. If you want to take them back, that's your business. Surrender yourself completely unto him. A little things from Ephesians 4. Every single time we meet in this place, God will load you with things you have never dreamt about before. If only we'll be consistent, consistent in our coming and diligent in our pursuit of what we hear, then the transformation will be extremely wonderful. Amen. Do you know, and I say this one without any, any shame, I'm still growing. I'm still growing the things of the Spirit. I learn. Yesterday I spent time to read something about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And it was, so it was so exciting. So exciting. We grow. We don't stop growing. When you stop growing, you start decaying. So we grow. So keep on with the Lord. Now, Ephesians chapter 4. This time you will give us the TPT. From verse 1. As a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you. Now take note of that one. A prisoner what? Of the Lord. I plead with you to walk holy. To do what? Walk holy. He calls himself a prisoner of the Lord. Who put him in that prison? Himself. 
he made himself a prisoner i am in god's prison i don't do anything for anybody i don't have anything to do with anybody that's where i belong i am within the confines of god i put that thing on myself to remain in his presence no matter what i'm ready to die for his work and for his name's sake i'm a prisoner a bond servant or a bond slave it's a walk holy in a way that is suitable to your high rank to your what the one that is given to you is given to you in your divine calling every one of us has a calling and he calls that one a high calling a high rank if you can be conscious of what you have been called into you will not envy anybody in what the, he is doing if you can locate what god has given to you and know that it's a high calling you will not envy any other person in what he is doing we have a lot of tragic events going on in the body of christ because believers think that they must be in the office of the prophet so the casualties are enormous casualties are enormous they lie they fake things they deceive people a prophet of god is asking for consultation fee consult what why? Because when you go to hospital, you give money to the doctors before they see you. He is also a doctor from the Lord. So you pay money before you can see the prophet. If it is not for this new age, even in hell, you won't see that one. So those of you who are aspiring to be prophets and you have embarked upon some one-year fasting and prayer, with the intent of becoming a prophet if one of the things you are considering is a consultation fee is that how they call it ah. uh, then be careful because you don't live long doing that work sincerely there are people who have genuine call of god upon their lives they are genuinely called by god to be prophets but they have been misled by the things they see a pastor that I allowed to do prayers in the church, one of the men in Kumasi in those days. I saw his area was much more prayers and fasting. So I needed to encourage him. And when he was to start the business, the Lord spoke to me. I was in Accra. I went to Kumasi. God told me three things he must consider. And I told them, I told him, God wants you to set example for people to follow. These three things, take note of them. If you do them, you will last longer in it. He didn't mind me at all. Carry your Magana, go. So I carried my Magana and I left. And I came here. And they began to do witch hunting, all manner of things. I went to Kumasi one day, I preached one message. Just one message. Just, just what? One. One what? Message. And they said I had come to destroy the work they were doing. One message. If your messages and the fastings and the pushing down of people only one message can destroy that one then it has no foundation one of their counselors came to me at the office he said daddy 
dominion for person power. I send back up our back last time our bar no. And I am your dreamer here basayo. Oh yeah. I just laughed. As I asked you, didn't you know that one before? You know, and I told you that this altar is the altar of the word. You don't do nonsense and then go free of charge. It won't happen. It will never happen. I have a friend, you know him, Apostle Ernest. Ernest, Ernest operates very powerfully in, in the power gifts. He does. But every time he came to my altar, he had to teach. It will be only after the teaching that he could do an impartation for people. You are bound to teach on this altar. No matter what you do. Because that is what God called me to come and do. And that's what we put on the altar from day one. And when I announced to them, this church does not belong to anybody. Anyone that tries to take it, you are gone. It's not my own. When my time is due, I will go away. And the work will still go on because it's not for any human being. It's the word of God that's supreme. And this word of God can bring you to realms of greatness. So value what God has given to you. Value it. It's very exciting that when you hear where our people have gone to, they travel, they go to places, and then ministers, the place they go to worship, they call them into the ranks of pastors, and the person was not even a deacon. Apostle Paul went to, to Assemblies of God, and they took him. In fact, they, they, they wanted to carry him to their school for some few, and then, and then, and then ordained him. When he told I just laughed. And he said something I can't forget. He said that was a place he saw that we have not taken what we got seriously must you suffer before you remember that what you have is precious it means you are still a human being because human beings don't appreciate what they have until they lose it please don't be in haste to be what God has not called you to be even what he has called you to be slowly wait for him and his time when the time is due you'll be there when the time is due be serving him as though you don't know anything and let God program your life and make it sweet for you when your time is due nobody will say anything to you nobody just keep on serving him separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work that I have called them into. He had already called them into it, but they were busy working in the vineyard, some as teachers <laughs> and, and some as prophets. And then he said the time has come for them to enter the apostolic realm. And so he set them apart and they went and see the results. Barnabas was busy serving. Busy serving with everything he had. He was not among the first 12 apostles. He was not an apostle. He was nothing. He was just a church member who loved God. And God lifted him. So value your calling. Value what? He called you to sing. Value it. Who told you there are no equipment you can't sing? It's your voice guitar. Those things are there to enhance what we do. 
If they are not there, sing. Sing, O barren. The, the woman get drums. Sing. If they are there, praise God. Ask pastor, he will, he will tell you. We didn't have anything. In fact, we were using um, cordless uh, microphone on FM to preach in church. Now, I was doing that on all diligence. We didn't have any equipment, nothing. Until somebody came there. He said he came one day. We were teaching. And the Lord touched him and he told God, if you give me money, I'm going to buy a set of drums for these people. And then he brought it one day. On the 8th of May. <laughs> on the 8th of May. I think 1983. They said. 93. Oh, not 83. 93. And um, that was the first uh, assistant drummer. First assistant drummer. <laughs> Praise God. Be busy for the Lord and let Him be busy for you. Your calling is great. You smile to people and they are encouraged. That's grace upon your life. Enhance it. Enhance it. But our people, when they come near you, your spirit is quickened. They are not pastors. They are not prophets. They carry the presence of God. Whatever thing the Lord has placed upon you to do, do it with all diligence. It's your calling. Respect it. Honor it. Allow God to now bless you. Amen. Yeah, before I forget... Uh, no church worker comes to work on the altar apart from those who have been appointed to work on this altar. Did you hear me? Don't try to. Don't. If you have not been delegated for it, don't try it. If you try it, whatever happens to you is your own business. Those are the altar stewards. So please take note of that one. They are the ones who work here. If they are not going to be here, they delegate you, that's okay. Otherwise, don't come to do anything. When you sweep the church, don't sweep this place. Is it religion? No. It's not religion. Exercise humility. Go to second verse. My time is up, Abby. Exercise humility, be gentle, and be patient with people. Be patient with people, especially those who have not gotten to where you are in your development as believers. Give them allowance to make mistakes and handle them in love. Let this one be in your homes. Husbands, wives, give allowance. Stop all these lies that you tell in the house. I've never been like you before. Yesterday you were like that. I'm not like you. You are like that. In your office, your story is different. In the house, that's where you are ruling. So you try to do things. But when you go out there, it's a different matter. 
your house scarcely see brush and mop but your dressing is fantastic tell people be neat so give room for some faults all the leaders take note of that let them make mistakes and correct them do that in love it's a sign of your surrenderedness you know Jesus knew that this guy was stealing money what was his name Iscariot was stealing the money Jesus knew it he didn't sack him he kept on teaching that this man may change his mind when he was about to betray Jesus Jesus said someone or one of you is going to betray me and they were asking am I the one am I the one is it I is it I and he too was asking and then Jesus said you are the one that one didn't change him no persuasion no intimidation I have decided to be evil I'll be evil no matter what you do I said I will betray you no matter what you say I'm going to betray you I will show you where power lies and he said he was a Christian strangely enough he was among the twelve that went with power to go and minister to people so the miracles that are happening in your ministry is not enough for you to say that you are on top he can use anybody. He can do what? Anybody. Anybody. So be a proper Christian. Go and read the entire chapter 4 and add chapter 5 to it. There are a lot of things that we've got to learn. I can't stand here and talk about it. My problem is that by my calling, I don't preach without making corrections. I can't stand on the altar and just look at the word and preach and go away. No. <laughs> you know, Pastor Olu, in Winners Chapel, Nigeria, Olu, fair, short. He was my senior in the ministry. One day he told me, he said, Fosu, do you know that I have your tapes with me? I said, me, my tapes? You, what will you be doing with my tapes? That man is a walking Bible. A walking Bible. He said, there's something he saw in my ministry. He has tried and tried. He couldn't do it. So what is it? I said, what is it, sir? He said, when you are preaching, you go, you leave what you are talking about and talk about other issues and come back to the same point. I say it's not deliberate. It is part of the grace that God gave to me. If I don't do it, I'm not satisfied. There are things you do, if I don't tell, nobody will tell you. They are afraid. Not even your wife will talk to you. Because in that house, you are like a lion. When you roar small, everybody goes under the bed. But here, we carry a bigger voice. When we talk, we can't do anything. So please, just accommodate me like, take me like that. When you change, it shall be to the glory of the Lord. Amen.
So I want to use this occasion to advise everybody in your homes and in your various units. When you err, be ready to accept what you have done and apologize to people. You didn't intend to do that. So please, you don't know where God is going to put you tomorrow. In all things that you do, seek to please God. Amen. When you go for social meetings, you don't look at your time. When you come to church, you are looking at your watch every time. A day is coming when I will not look at your face. And talk for four hours. When I'm tired, I sit down. We love you so much. The Lord bless you.